What is up guys and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. I hope you guys are doing great. It's a nice overcast Wednesday for me. I feel like sometimes I'm a meteorologist on these and I don't know why I feel the need to tell you guys the weather, but I'm so sorry. Anyways, um, we're going to be jumping into our podcast to day. I'm excited about this one. This one is a follow-up from last week's. If you've not heard last week's, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one before listening to this one. So I'm following up last week. I talked about the things that our preteens are facing, specifically the things that maybe we ourselves did not face. And so today we are jumping into how we can walk alongside these preteens as they experience these things. Now, before then, as always, we've got our shout out and our story of the week. Now, our shout out I have to like disclaimer this, I don't know. This isn't like a sponsor. I shout out things that I enjoy, I think are useful, I think that are helpful, and you know, maybe one day we'll, you know, get there. But anyways, uh, so the shout out today is The Common Rule, Habits of Purpose for an Age of Distraction. It is a book that I recently finished, um, and if you heard of it for the last few weeks, I was kind of talking about some of those things, talking about um, stepping away from uh, electronics, uh, taking a rest, um, you know, whatever, refueling yourself. A lot of that came from this book. And so this book is extremely helpful. I think as pastors, uh, burnout is insanely likely if we are not careful with how we approach our day-to-day life. And so I would say that this is a great book to read for anybody at any point in ministry um, to just build habits, to build healthy things um, in your life. And so I'm going to have a link for that down below. Okay. And the story is slightly comedic today. So I'm going to camp this Friday. Okay. My deadline was like a month ago to turn in your uh, papers. Now I'm new here. So I set my deadline way too close to when I actually needed the papers, right? When I actually needed the forms for camp. So I have been slightly stressed trying to get those. And so this one parent um, signed her kid up, paid in full, um, but never turned in any forms that I needed. And so after, uh, I, I probably called her two or three times a day for several days. Um, I texted her, I emailed her, reached out to the father as well and got nothing. And then last week while I was on vacation, I get a text and they say, so sorry, we've been rafting in the Grand Canyon and had no cell service for a week and a half. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, these parents I've been trying to reach. I'm like, where did they go? Like they attend our church. They've got records here. But I had no idea. I had no idea what happened to them. Anyways, needless to say, I will definitely be moving back my due date for forms next year. That was a headache. But Anyways, we're still going to camp. I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to get into this podcast, so let's go. I wish you guys could see what I just did. It was great. It was it was really showed how excited I was about this one. Anyways, let's jump in. So, topic today, like I said, is how can we partner with preteens uh, during this change they're having, and uh, I looked into some resources, and I uh, really pulled a lot of stuff from an article that I'm going to link down below. If you want more stuff, go into it. Um, it's not a it's not a Christian article, so there's no, you know, none of that. So uh, I've added on to that. I've added my own stuff, um, and each one of these points I'm backing up with a verse because I feel like this is really important to to be able to come from a biblical sense, especially coming from a different article. This is it's called like Ethical Parenting or whatever is the website. 
Um, but obviously it's no religious sentiment here, and so I wanted to add in my own. So jumping right in, I think I have five points. It might be six. Who knows? Either way, we're going to jump right in. The first one is as preteen pastors, as children's pastors, as people who are standing alongside of these kids as they grow up in a world that is so different, uh, the first thing is to encourage them to become lifelong learners. Now, this is really important, especially today. Um, In our day and age, the internet can learn for us. The internet can, uh, you know, it can really just do everything that we need to do, right? You know, you you all probably know, uh, back, uh, you had math class, and you had to do these big, long calculations because the teacher said, you're not just going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket. And then in 2008, Steve Jobs dropped the iPhone with a calculator that you carry around in your pocket. So since then, all of this information, right, all of this education is at our fingertips. And so it's very easy for a student to not feel like they have to learn, okay? And uh, Proverbs 18.15 says, The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. So guys, we, we biblically backed, right? I got my proof. I got my sources right here. Um, learners are needed, right? The wise seek out wisdom, right? You, you get a lot of that in the Proverbs, a lot of stuff about wisdom. Uh, but these, these students, it's especially important because uh, society and culture and internet and everything, right? Like I said, it's pushing into their lives. And so um, they might be learning things, but not um, beneficial things, right? Not things that are going to help them grow, like Proverbs says. Um, so encourage them to become lifelong learners, not just, you know, in school, but encourage them to, to dive into ideas, right? Push them, right? If a student comes with a question, uh, encourage them, right? Stand beside them and maybe go through that question, right? If they're questioning their faith, then let them do that and learn with them along the way so that they are able to, to uh, apply that later, right? If, we, if they ask a question and we either just answer it or we shut it down, we're not teaching them to be learners. We're teaching them not to ask questions, and we don't want to do that because we all struggle with that. So that's number one. Encourage students to become lifelong learners. Teach them to dive into questions. Teach them to grow their mind. Seek out good resources, okay? Number two is be taught by the preteens and don't just teach them, okay? Uh, Everybody knows this one, Timothy 4.12, right? Uh, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, purity, right? Uh, That's basically just saying we cannot um, go into this pastoring or leadership role of preteens without being ready to learn from them as well. And this may look like you learning how to do a TikTok dance, okay? Or you learning how to communicate effectively. The way preteens communicate is different than the way we communicate. Um, So that means not being uh, stuck in how you uh, approach these kids, right? Maybe you're a veteran. You've been doing this for years and years and years. the way you started it and the way they are now, it's just so different. And so be taught by them. Let them teach you. Listen to them, okay? Preteens are vastly more capable than we give them credit for, okay? It's so easy to see them, you know, as, as still kids. Some of them are, dude. Those fourth graders, like, they're still just kids. But give them 
credit and give them the ability to teach you. So look for things you can learn from them, how to communicate, how to grow, how to connect, right? And be taught by the preteens. Number three, teach them to set priorities and make wise choices, okay? This one is important, okay? Setting priorities is difficult, right? You remember maybe high school, some of you guys may have known exactly what you were going to do when you were young. I actually, uh, from the age of 13, I knew I was going to be a pastor. Here I am. Turned out so far so good. But uh, a lot of us really struggled with what we're going to do, uh, how we're going to approach life, where we're going to go with that. And so as we stand along these preteens, right, they're on the cusp of having to start thinking about that, right? Then You know, you're a kid, you don't think about your future, but as these preteens start to develop and get into their teenage years, they're going to start thinking, what am I going to actually do, right? I may not be able to be an astronaut, or I don't really want to be a firefighter anymore, right? So what am I going to do? Luke 12 34 tells us, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So in this world, in this culture, uh, with all of the craziness going on, the different ideas, the different thoughts, the different mentalities, uh, the peer pressure, uh, bullying, uh, social media, mental illnesses, whatever it is, there's so many things going along in these kids' hearts. And so, like Luke says, where their treasure is, their heart is going to be, right? Where they, uh, what, what they prize is where their priority is going to be. And so, in this role of leaders for these preteens, we have to think, how can we teach them? Are our lessons telling them how to put their priorities and choices in favor of God? Are we giving them resources to point them towards that? Because, let me just tell you, the world is putting tenfold what you can, okay? The world has multi-billion dollar companies who are exclusively marketing to these preteens, saying, come into the world, uh, give us your money, give us your attention, give us your time, right? There's people that study how to pull people in to electronics and then put that out there. Teach them how to set their priorities. And this can be complex. It can be a lot. You know, I can do a whole podcast on that alone. And maybe I'll go through these at some point as well. But teach them to set their priorities and choices on God. Okay? So, uh, another one right here. Uh, kind of in line with, um, you know, being taught by your preteens. But grow with your preteens. Okay? And this is a little bit different. Uh, what I mean by this is don't treat your fourth graders or your fifth graders like your sixth graders, okay? Don't teach your younger kids like you do your older. So this applies in preteen. This applies if you're just a children's pastor with preteens in it, okay? Don't treat your first graders like your sixth graders. Um, that's just not going to work. And so one of the best things here is to have leaders that can grow with your students, that you have curriculum that can grow with your students. One of the things that's been on my mind recently is something specialized for my sixth graders who are vastly, vastly different than my fourth graders. Let me just tell you, fourth graders are babies. And then sixth graders, I don't even know, dude. I don't even know. I'm too cool or I'm not cool enough at that point. You know, you get to sixth grade, not cool enough. So... Have stuff that grows with your students, whether it's kindergarten through sixth, whether you have babies all the way up to youth, right? What can you do to grow with your students? 
have your leaders develop your students. Teach your leaders uh, to grow with your students, okay? Uh, a leader who's teaching fourth grade should not be asking the same questions that a leader who's teaching sixth grade. Or if your leaders go all the way through with your students, uh, a fourth grade leader, once he gets to sixth grade, should be much deeper with his students, right? Grow with your preteens, okay? Allow them to flourish, okay? Because as they grow in this world, especially in this preteen age, they're going from this childish fourth grader to the sixth grader who's all of a sudden dealing with mental illness, uh, who has a friend who's dealing with mental illness, who is being lured by social media and Instagram, and who is struggling with the peer pressure, right? It's like sixth grade is really this big turning point for these students. Uh, they're going to go into a junior high next year or middle school or whatever, and it's, and so it's just big, big changes. And so as we grow with these preteens, we're able to step along them and say, hey, this is what's happening, right? Preparing the fourth graders and then walking through it with the sixth graders, okay? So if we want to walk with these preteens through their changes, we have to be growing with them, right? And then uh, Hebrews 6.1 says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and faith in God. So basically, that's just, you know, going along the sides. Don't keep teaching these fourth graders elementary elements, right? They know this. A lot of your fourth graders um, have been in, in Sunday school forever. So they know the basic stories. Now, how can you teach them something new, okay? And then last, and this is, this is really, this is it. And this is um, so simple, yet so difficult. And so I don't want to... Um, under or overstate it here, but your, your your bottom line, your point of all things, if we are walking al alongside these preteens as they are uh, developing and growing, if we are seeking to do that, then the best thing that we can do is point them to Jesus as the only true solution. All right, guys, so we can walk beside them. We can grow with them. We can learn from them. We can do all of these different things that help counteract the culture that they are facing. But at the end of the day, if we're not pointing them to Jesus as their only true solution, we're doing nothing. We're like a noisy gong to quote the scriptures again. Okay, so Matthew 6, 33 sums it up great. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Baseline. We need to teach our preteens to seek first the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not saying this because I think you guys are not. I think you guys are doing a great job at that. But I'm saying, and this is just kind of, you know, I don't know, going against my old self. But we like to put all these flashy things in, right? We like to have um, these flashy whatevers, uh, cool memory verse videos. Or we like to do these different things that maybe draw in a different crowd or whatever it is that we're doing. But at the end of the day, if we want to counteract the culture, counteract the negativity, the social media, uh, just the pain and suffering, the opinions, all of that, then we need to point them to Jesus. They need to have a foundation in him and in him alone. So, that's that. Going over those points one more time for you guys, just for recapping, guys. Remember to encourage students to become lifelong learners. Teach them that when the world says one thing, that they need to look into themselves, look into uh, scripture, look into resources or whatever, and learn and grow. Don't let them be caught there, okay? Be taught by your preteens and don't just teach them as well. 
Make sure you're learning from them and you're adapting to this culture that they are growing up in, okay? If we're not adapting and we're not learning how to connect, then we're going to lose that connection, okay? Third is teach them to set their priorities and choices, right? The world wants them to set their priorities one way, but the gospel is telling us to set our priorities a different way. Fourth, grow with your preteens, okay? Grow with them. Grow their faith. Grow their maturity. And don't uh, treat them all the same. And this can go even individual, student by student. I have some fifth graders. They're way more mature than my four, or sixth graders. And so just be with those students and be able to pick them out. And then lastly, but definitely not least, point them to Jesus as the only true solution. Because at the end of the day, he really is. For us, for these preteens, for everyone involved. So, that's that, guys. I just wanted to leave you with that. Just uh, reflect on those. Uh, write down maybe one or two that are maybe your weakest. And write down one or two that may be your strongest. And go and tackle those. Go and jump in and figure out what you can do. Because there's no point in listening to this podcast if you're not going to apply it. Okay? So go apply that. Go figure out how you can s- walk alongside these preteens and grow with them. And with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Rest of your